Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lock Talk Radio. Oh, we're doing it. We're doing it. Oh, you're standing right here? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, we need you closer to the phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got a podcast going right now? You got a podcast going right now. Yes. Good to have you. Right now. Kayla Friday, Real Talk, Midwest Muscle in the house. In the house. That's Mike. I'm still building. I'm still building. Yes. Got a lot of new equipment, a lot of good things going on. And people be in the house. We're doing our thing. We got everybody here. I got the doctor. And the Hall of Famer. So, you know, that you, you you got a great show no matter what you do, and you can't screw it up. You can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Doctor, doctor. I mean, just because just I know you're getting good information, that excites me. Just because I know I got a passionate uh, gym owner, that excites me. And I got people playing in weights because they're enjoying the excitement of the They're excited, too. <laughs> so, so, Doc, I'll let you introduce yourself, and you'll let us know what's going on with the listeners and why you're down here and what we're trying to do, and then we'll get some questions with Mike right after that. All right, yeah, thanks for having me. So, you know, I'm I'm Dr. Peter Pitchin. Uh, I have a Ph.D. in nutritional science. Yes, he does. Um, yes, I, he does. I also have a master's in physiology, bachelor's in biochem, master's in the universe. And, and I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Stay away from it. No, no, 11, 11 and a half years ago. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I, I finished in 2015, all right? You know, I did my decade plus, but uh, <laughs> so he, he played it. There. Yeah, so so since then, you know, now now I I run Fit Body and Physique. Um, you know, have been for five six years now. Um, but since I graduated, that was um, you know it's been my full time job. Um, we're primarily as clients getting ready for contests. You know, power some power lifters, a few people who are general population looking to lose some weight. Um, and and so um, and then that's why I'm down here today. So we're down here um, for the uh, P for P show on August Ho Chunk at Ho Chunk August Casino August 11th. Ho Chunk yeah. P for P. Um, so so Physique is one of the sponsors of of P for P on oh, the wow. contest. Um, so we're we're down here for that today. Now one of the things that I have to ask because you know we we dealt with so much inf- misinformation, and you know I'm glad we got two people here that can definitely clear it up. There's a lot of people when they're talking about diets and you know contributing and supporting. There's a lot of things that don't need to happen in a prep, and I, I'm sure that can distract from somebody that can be. There's lots of people that want to basically help out that are giving out bad information. There's a lot of things that can basically derail, derail. a good content prep. <laughs> so uh, I'll start with you, and then I'll pass the mic. What, what are some of the things that you have to fight against when the people start seeing the changes in the person you're prepping? Um, things I have to start fighting against? Probably the fact that <laughs> You know, so a new competitor thinks that this is going to happen really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I think, you know, you can probably relate to this, Mike, with, yeah. with some of the new, you know, new lifters that come in here, new people that are new to the gym. So yeah. They think results are going to happen quick. You know, you see all the new competitors. And results, you know, change takes time. You know, especially if you're a drug-free athlete, you're competing drug-free. Especially if you're it, a drug-free it, athlete. It, it's going to take time to see visual yes. change. You know, and, and I have a lot of times clients who want to send me progress pictures Every couple of days, and I'm like, you're you're not going to see progress every yeah. couple of days. 
you know, and during the early stages of prep, a lot of times I feel like uh, every two weeks, maybe, you know, even longer, it can be pictures because even then, you know, you lose, you know, in a couple of weeks, you might lose three, four pounds, but like, you, you don't see a whole lot of change. It yeah. takes time. Yeah. Like, you got to let those. You know, oh, he knows. Yeah. Mike starts, knows. Yeah. He's got to deal with that hitting. Yeah. You know, yeah. change takes time. And so I think that's one thing you got to battle a lot of times is just re- realization that this is going to take longer than you may think because, you know, dieting to stay lean is extreme, you know, and you're going to, you know, leaner body fat than most people on this planet have ever gotten to. Right. So oh, it's, yeah. it's going to take some time to get there. Yeah, that's what it takes to win a show. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to win a show, you've got to be as absolute leanest possible because if you don't hit your numbers every single day, seven days a week, somebody else out there is, and you're going to meet that person on stage. And if you didn't stick to your numbers, it might be just enough of an edge that your opponent needed to, to beat you off the top spot. So you just simply got to hit those numbers every single day, seven days a week, and be willing to stick to it long enough to get your body fat levels low enough. Last time I worked with Cliff, uh, that's when I did the Illinois, and uh, he would have liked to have seen me stay on my diet for two to three weeks longer when I was going out to California for the National Olympia to compensate that. I just didn't want to die in that weekend uh, out in Vegas. Actually, it was, out, it was out in California that year. So I did a show two weeks earlier than he wanted me to. So he made the adjustments to what I had to do, uh, but I ended up paying for it because I didn't get first place that day. But you simply got to stick to it as long as you possibly yes. can, um, you know, to, to get it done. So let's talk about the benefits of a long-term prep because some people just aren't patient enough to stick yeah. to that long-term True. prep. Yeah. I mean, uh, so what do you talk, what do you, I'm sure you have issues with yeah. uh, clients who don't want to deal with that. How do you handle it? Um, you know, so I, I, you know, the, I guess, how do I handle it? You know, I, I try to explain to them the benefits of, of a longer prep. And, you know, as I'm getting more experienced as a coach, people see my other clients, the conditioning they, they get to. So they can hear better. Yeah, and so they, they, they can relate. But, mm-hmm. you know, as far as benefits of a longer prep, I think the biggest one is uh, muscle retention. Yeah. Uh, because you can die much lower, you know. If you look at the data, I mean, you want to be testing at probably like about a half a percent to a percent of body weight weekly, you know. So if you are a 180-pound guy, you know, that's, you're looking at maybe pound, pound and a half a week, you know, yeah. Is, is yeah. A, you know to, to retain muscle, you know, to keep your prep moving but retain muscle. Healthy. Yeah, and, and, but if you think about it, if, if you explain it to someone this way too, that, okay, so think about what we have to do, you know, how much – where your food's going to be, how much cardio you're going to have to do to lose like a pound a week. Mm-hmm. You know, think about what that would take. Then think about what you wanted to do, you know, where you'd have to lose like four pounds a week. You know, yeah. think about how much, what you would have to do to get there. What are you and doing? now, now think about, you know, what your workouts are going to be like. So, yeah. you know, with my approach where you're losing like a pound a week, you know, how are you going to feel in the gym? How's your strength going to be? With, with your approach where you want to lose oh, four yeah. pounds a week, how, yeah. how you're, uh, you know, how yeah, you're, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, you start losing strength as a natural, you know, natural athlete. Like, yeah, you know, we all, we cry. You, 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 you just try to lose lean, your strength can go down. As yeah. A male, male. I mean, testosterone goes down about 70% during prep. But, um, you know, it, it, you, it, there's a difference between, all right, at the end, you know, your strength drops some versus, I'm just crash dieting, and I feel like garbage, and my performance in the gym tanks to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any competitors to look out for? I know you got a lot of competitors coming to the people show on August 11th. Who are some competitors we should be on the lookout for this year for this uh, competition season? Yeah, I know. I, I do have quite a few competitors. I don't know if anyone wants any of them. The ones who are competing as a pro. Or anytime this year. Anytime this year. Um, so yeah, I got plenty of competitors. Who are some top amateurs you got to look out for? So, yeah, I, so my buddy Joe, Joe Mikeson, I, he competed here in Bradley. He competed at OCB Midwest States a few times. Wait, Joe who? Mikeson. He won oh, the, he won the, the rock star. No, no, not, not, no, not the rock star. Okay, no, not the rock No, not Myers. No, no, not him. <laughs> um, 
Joe Meyer. Joe, Joe Meyer. He won the overall at the spring OCB show in DeKalb okay. a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And so he's he's been in overalls for pro cars. Wow. He's okay. lost in like split decisions to two overall winners. He's yeah. I mean, if anyone that I've ever worked with is due and come close but not gotten it, it's wow. it's him. I mean, he won an like overall that I've ever seen. So yeah, he's he's I've worked with him for a while. Um, I have some other clients who making a pro debut. Um, you know, I I that I've worked with in the past. Um, so what's really cool, too, is seeing uh, some of the clients who, you know, maybe won their pro card work with me 2013, 14, 15, yeah. something like that, now doing their first pro show. So one of my clients, uh, Jess Orban, competed last year. And she, yeah, oh, yeah. She won, she won pro figure in Lexington. She won figure in, in Peoria. Yeah, she and, did. Um, you know, and, and so she, you know, it was cool because, I mean, I prepped, she'd worked with me, you know, a year and a half, two years before when she had her pro card at her first show. So it's just really cool to see. You know, people coming back, you know what I mean? Clients coming back, you know, and, and then doing well as, as pros, you know. Well, yeah, let's talk about that, you know, because you're talking about just uh, Orban and you talk talking, you know, we have Missy Rutherford, yeah. where they have the physique that matches the stage presence yeah. because they, they're not the same. And a lot of people think, well, if I got one, it's going to compensate for the other. You have to do really well on a pro stage to make that statement true. Yeah. And when you're dealing with the person that says my ego offsets the workout that you're planning, <laughs> how do you go about walking them through where they can understand what first place really is? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is just realizing. I don't. I, you know, just trying to help them realize that you know, everyone's going to be working incredibly hard. Yes. You know, it's a, and especially the higher up you get, you know, you know, you know you. You know, when you go step up from novice to open class or step up from open yes. to pro, you know, the, the level of effort people are putting in is yeah. only going up. Yeah, you right, know? Right. And so, you know, when you step on stage, you want to make sure you did everything possible, kind of like you were saying, like, yeah. you want to make sure you did everything possible. You don't want to be sitting yeah. up there thinking, well, what if I did this? Or what if I didn't do this? Uh-huh. You know, yeah. like. Well, I'll tell you something. We started these podcast videos years ago. We've been to a lot of pros, a lot of top amateurs. What I've come to find out is, the pros who are winning these shows are the ones who hit the numbers all year round. They don't take breaks. They, never, they have an off season, but not with their time. They're still hitting numbers all year round. Yeah. Those are the ones placing the top three in the pro shows. So there's a difference between top pros and all the rest of the team. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a myth, and, you know, like I said, there's a lot of misinformation in there. And one of the things that I noticed is that you had enhanced coaches basically teaching non-drug-using clients. And, you know, they're watching what they're doing, watching the results that they're getting. But they're not normal or natural. So when you when you're basically trying to break that dynamic of thinking, that's got to be rough in itself. I know Mike as, as a, as yeah, a gym owner has a lot of fighting to do, and I'm sure you do as well. So Mike, you want to speak on that, and then we'll go to Doctor. Well, I mean that's pretty common. I mean you'll see competitors not taking anything illegal, not taking banned yeah. substances, but they have a coach, and they're coaching them, not prepping them as if they're on, because that's the kind of clientele yeah. they're used yeah. to doing. Yes, you know, so you know then. Then when a competitor gets a prep coach who's not, you know, based, uh, and they're just, you know, following a against up this list and they're making sure they're not taking anything illegal, it's just a different change of pace. Yeah, and I think, no, I mean, just that and, you know, I think one thing that's also important, too, is oftentimes some of the best prep coaches are the ones who may not be, like, the genetically gifted no. one-year pro card in your early 20s, so, yes. contending for world titles no, in your 30s. Some of the worst ones, yeah. actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. because everything just, you know, someone with that good of just genetics, you know, God-given gifts, you yeah. know, like, you don't have to, you know, it, not that you don't have to work hard, but 
you can get away with things. Yeah, that, yeah, you know, and, uh, and so like you know, my good friend Cliff Wilson, who I think has been on your podcast yeah. before, you know, and uh, you know, the guy has some of the worst genetics, you yeah. know, yeah. bodybuilder. But because of that, he's one of the best prep coaches. You know, yeah. like I, I he prepped me for the last, last shows. I mean, yeah. you know, it, just having to struggle through that and figure it out himself has made him better at helping others. Bad genetics, you know? and he's the whitest person on the planet. But yeah. like, he's working his, he, he has a plan, and he works it to his genetics. But because of working through all that, he can, you know, like. He found a way. Yeah, yeah. So it isn't just like, oh, we'll just do this one approach. Like he's actually had, you know. And yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. And so. You know, and, you know, I wouldn't say I have no stellar genetics in the world myself. I mean, and so I, you know, it, it took me, what, 10 years of training, dieting down four times, and I think it was my seventh show when I won a pro card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you aren't doing this already, make sure you follow Cliff Wilson and John Gorman on Facebook. Read the post every single day. They got blogs. Oh. <laughs> and and they, they, they trust the process. They, they've been through it themselves. And they've struggled along the way. And I, I noticed that a lot of people that do struggle more find new ways and new benefits for the people that they're speaking with because they already know that struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it, it, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, you can't judge, the, you know, someone's coaching ability on their physique. No. You know, you, you – No. A lot of times – a lot of times you can probably say, I would say you could probably say more about if you look at the beginning to where they, you know, the struggle and the, you know, all of that probably may mean more than just where they end up. Yeah. Now, when, when you're talking to somebody that's basically walked the walk and talked the talk and, and basically found that new way to do things, there's some baggage that the client is bringing. There's some baggage that uh, their family is bringing. And a lot of people do not truly understand the bodybuilding process where, you know, you're doing this for you. And to make it better yeah. you, so basically they see you losing weight, you're sick. Yeah. Uh, you, you start to get some health concerns, and, and somebody else is going to add some information that can basically take you off the trail. And then there's that other person that basically says, all right, I got it all figured out. You don't need to pay all that money to this guy. Just go off my routine because this is what I did. Yeah. I was maybe the first place at some rinky-dink uh, uh, sideshow. So, yeah. you know, how do you fight through that where you explain it to the person it, it is a process, it is something that you have to do and you've got to sacrifice and dedicate yeah. without basically telling them it's too hard for you to do in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it, you don't necessarily want to – I wouldn't say that I would tell someone it's too hard for them to do, but I think, it, you know, if I'm working with a new competitor, you know, kind of like I said before, I try to make it very clear that competing is an extreme goal. Yeah. And the more extreme your goal is, the more uh, effort, sacrifice yes. is going to be required. Than, than if the goal is less extreme. And then as a competitor, oftentimes we uh, make our goal more extreme by having a deadline, you know, so you have to get to your goal and you have to get there in this many weeks. And, you know, the margin for error is far less in that case than, you know, if, if you were just diving to somewhere that's sustainable, you know, maybe dropping 10 pounds to somewhere you can actually sustain, mm-hmm. getting there by summer. Yeah, you have more flexibility and leeway, yes. you know, but if you say, well, I have 20 weeks and I need to drop, you know, 15, 20 pounds and get state lean, you know, you're, you're, you, you got some work. Yeah, you got some work to do and you, your effort and sacrifice is going to be Okay, now we, are, we have a list of questions from Karen and she's saying, um, okay, Karen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase this. I didn't memorize this. <laughs> it, okay, it, you said you won't see changes. Will she see the changes in a month's time? 
where she would actually know that, you know, it's working or yeah. if, if she's basically getting BS. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, you know, when someone's dieting for a show, I have them look at, you know, we look at kind of three things when we're assessing progress. One is what direction is the scale trending? Mm-hmm. You know, if you are natural and have been lifting for a while, the scale is going to have to go down during your prep. Yes. You know, you, you are not going to be able to lose 20 pounds of fat and just replace that with 20 pounds of muscle. Yes. It, that's, not, that's not happening if you're natural and lifting for a while. Natural. Yeah, not naturally. <laughs> and so, um, and so the scale's got to go down. So I mean, you know, looking at all right. Well, on average, like if we're looking at your weekly average weight. Is your weekly average over this month, you know, each week kind of stepping down? Are, are we losing at an appropriate rate? Kind of your target rate. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing we pay attention to. That's kind of a more short-term thing. Um, something else to pay attention to then is strength in the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone's, you know, you see the scale going down, you see that person's strength staying up, and their workouts are still going well. Pretty good. That's a pretty good indication we're holding on to muscle mm-hmm. while we're dropping body fat because yeah. the scale is going down and it's not muscle that's being dieted away because strength is still high. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the third thing I look at is pictures, and you know I think the key with pictures is, you know, like I, like we talked about, change takes time. I would imagine in a month you see some change, but you know, longer period of time, you know, you know, beginning to month end of month one, you may see some change, but by the end of month two, it would be even more. By the end of three, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, after three months, you look at the beginning versus three end of three months, mm-hmm. you probably see a really big change. Um, and so kind of the combination of those three things is how I usually, you know, like to assess progress. But with pictures, one thing to be aware of is that you need to take them under the same conditions, same time of day, same lighting. Um, mm-hmm. All of those things can make them look completely different. Yes. <laughs> and one, one of the things uh, I saw Bill had commented as well, was asked, he's asking, starving the stage. Uh, that's always a no-no for anyone that's especially a coach. But then you have the one that's basically worried about the scale as to holding on to muscle. Yeah. I, I'm sure that you yeah. have people say, well, yeah. I've lost 10 pounds, but then you're looking at them and they look, you know, yeah. deficient. Yeah, I think, you know, when you, you get to look at where, where someone's at, you know, and so, you know, it can work both ways. You have people who maybe they lose 10 pounds or then they think, Oh, I need to lose more. Mm-hmm. And maybe you look at them and you're like, nah, you, you're, you're good. Like you're, you're, you know, you're, I've had clients before who they've dropped, you know, we've done a full prep, you know, five, six months, they mm-hmm. try to glutes, you know, you know, we we're peeled, we're good. And I think you're your own worst critic as a competitor. Yeah. And I think that's where having a coach just for that other set of eyes, because it can, be, it can be really hard to be objective with yourself when you're that lean. I mean, that's, that's why I work, I work with Lane, three of my preps, six, one, and, and a local trainer at my gym, the first one. I mean, I've never actually prepped myself. Yeah. You know, I've dieted down five times and never prepped myself. Um, and so just because you, you need that, you know, outside set of eyes. Yeah. Um, but you also have people on the other side where they are afraid for the scale to go too low, you know, yeah. and, you know, but they need to get leaner. So, yeah. You know, they hate it. They hate it. And so, you know, it, it's, a, it's a matter of, you know, well, what, what's important? What do you want to get out of this? What's you know? your goal? Yeah. yeah, what's your goal? You know, because a lot of times I'll, I'll get, you know, I, I, I get at things a lot of times by asking people questions. So what's, what's your goal? You know, and, and they're usually like, I want to do as good as I can. All okay, in order to do as good as you can, you know, we, we need to, uh, you know, make sure that you come in as lean as you need to be. And so yeah. that's where, you know, maybe we got to push for more loss yet, even though you don't want to, you know. And so, um you know, and, and so the number of the scale doesn't matter when you get on stage. What matters is what you look like. Yes. And I think oftentimes people don't realize that when you, when you get extremely lean, you oftentimes look a lot bigger on stage. Yeah. Um, I, I've had clients as low as 135 pounds when overall is in bodybuilding. Because they got to pull them 
but it's full muscle belt. You know, I, I had a five, five, four, 135 pound client when an overall at a natural chill, yeah. you know, because, because they should. Yeah, because he was absolutely peeled and has full muscle belt. He's really great symmetry, could pose well, you know. It's, it, it, you know, about the full package. Right, and so, let's get a picture while we're doing this. Yeah. Now, one of the things that most people forget. Yeah, one of the things. Now, come on in here, man. Get that picture. We'll get that picture. Yeah. yeah, we're getting the podcast going right Yeah, we're not falling. Thank you. And uh, one of the things that people are always talking about is cutting water, dropping sodium during the peak week to get that extra look or extra benefit. And like you were saying during uh, one of our some of the videos and, and on a previous podcast, right? is about the overall health of yeah. the competitor. I mean, that's got to be a big thing. Yeah, I mean, you 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 know, they're they're you're inevitably going to have to sacrifice things health-wise probably to compete. You know, hormone yeah. levels are going to tank when yeah. you're that lean. That's why you don't stay that lean. Yeah. You know, if you're a female, you may lose your menstrual cycle. That kind of depends on the person. But if you do, that's where you have an off-season, you gain fat back, and you have a normal cycle most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, this isn't and this is a conversation you're supposed to have yeah. with the women. Yes, yes. These are conversations I have. How impossible it's supposed you know, to be. You have to have this. Yeah. We have the conversation, you know, hey, you gain maybe 10 or 15 pounds back. I know you want to sit here. You don't have a normal cycle yet. Things aren't normal. Yes. You need to actually eat more food and gain more weight yet because we care about health. Like, you want to be able yes. to do this down the road. You know, we don't want this to wreck you, you know. And so, yeah, the family, friends, and everybody still be around you yeah. and live. Yeah, yeah. Plotting their death if you're hungry. Yeah, and I, I mean, <laughs> and, and so, um, you know, getting back to you know peak week, yeah, yeah. You, you definitely uh, want to keep drinking water or, and want to keep eating sodium. You know, if you look at what's going to make a muscle look full and make you look filled out on stage, it's a combination of carbohydrates, water, and sodium. Yeah. Um, you want all three of those things. <laughs> you know, if, if you if you don't drink water, you will actually look flat and you will look worse. Um, if you don't eat sodium, same thing. If you don't eat carbs, same thing. And now, so, let's cover the health side of that because that's frightening in itself is what you're saying. And I'm sure when you hear something like that, it's got to be frightening. But then when you think about the health concerns that you're going to have to deal with down the road. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how, you know, it depends on, I guess, what you're doing, you know, as far as health concerns down the road. But mm-hmm. acute health concerns, yeah, I mean, there are people, you see it all the time, people who haven't drank water since, like, Wednesday or Thursday, yeah. since, like, Saturday at the show. You know, and and, and and we get the cramps. Oh yeah, they get cramps, and, and you know they they there's so little water in them they can't even like provide a urine sample exactly. when they come off stage. You know, and need to do it. Twenty minutes, half yeah. an hour, three yeah. hours of long yeah. acting. Yeah, it's, you know they take forever. To, you know they, they got to drink a bunch of water. And I mean I've had clients backstage at shows where um, they were backstage drinking water, and and you know I had a client get asked once, you know or got told once by another competitor, oh, I wish I could have electrolytes. If he was drinking, he was drinking Gatorade with salt in it. He was, and he was told, he was told, you know, asked, you know, by another guy, oh, I wish I could have electrolytes. He goes, here, have this. And the guy's like, no, nah, no. Nah. And my client beat the guy, you know, because he hadn't had, his coach told him not to have water. Not yeah. to have salt. And that, can't do it. Yeah. And, and so, I you mean. You can't do it. I like to I mean, it, it, it's just, you're not going to look as good, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I, a lot of times you hear people then will say, well, but so-and-so cut water and they look good. Well, could they have looked better if they did? You know, like, you know, maybe they looked good, maybe they won, but could they look better if they did? You know. That's what you talk about. Uh, I've seen where genetics has basically survived them yeah. to a show and a pro. 
rather than, than, yeah, 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 rather, yeah. rather than how they should have looked and been three times yeah. better. So, you know, all right, you got away with one. But, see, you know, but when you get to the pro level, though, you know, oh, you're going to have guys with those type of genetics who actually are putting in the work. And then – And the bad. Yeah, and then when you put in, you know, and when you're doing – you get to like world. That's that's what you're gonna run into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's twelve deep, yeah. and all of them look like they should. Yeah. And, and so then you know, I, you know, I tell people, and I've said it, and, I, and I've offended a couple of people by saying this, but I meant no intent of harm. It's not for everyone. No. And that's what you're talking about when you talk about somebody just wants to be fit and fabulous. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta go. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I gotta. Yeah. Uh, little, 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 get it, get it. Mike's checking out on it. That's the Hall of Famer checking out. <laughs> All right, we still got the doctor in the house. Now, when we're talking about these things and, and people are wondering, how do you keep them off the cliff? How do you keep them interested? Because some people do have a true intent, but when they see the process, they might be a little dismayed. Yeah. And you can see it either, you know, what basically keeps you wanting to uh, stay a coach and basically trying to tell them, well, maybe the same thing. Yeah, I, I mean, so I think what makes me want to stay a coach is the fact that, you know, it is really rewarding to see someone get into the sport, not know anything about it, have a yeah. lot of preconceived notions that are incorrect, help them to be successful, and then see, you know, maybe they don't work with me for a couple of years, but you run into them at a show a couple of years later, yeah. or, or maybe they, they reach back out to you a yeah. couple of years later for another prep. And they're still doing it. They're yes. still living the lifestyle. Their, the their, their approach is actually sustainable. Like they actually are, you know, it, 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 it's a lifestyle rather than just some extreme thing they're doing for like 12 weeks or something. Yeah. Um, so that's really awesome. But as far as, you know, helping people through prep, it's, you know, I think there's, there's a number of different ways. And so, you know, I think a few things that can take some of the stress off, it, you know, one thing if a client can do it is not having a set show. Um not having a set show date from the start because, um, you know, if a lot of, sometimes for some people it's like if that date's there and it's looming, you know, so just treating it as, all right, we're shooting for body fat every week. We're going to take the same approach as if you had a show date. Mm-hmm. We're shooting for this much loss on average a week. If we don't see it, we're going to keep pushing and you need to be consistent. But we have a little more flexibility. So we'll, once you are ready, we'll pick a show and you'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that can take a little bit, you know, a little bit off. Um, and then also incorporating you know, like diet breaks, things like that along the way um, can be really, really beneficial, um, you know, where, where maybe, all right, well, you're, you know, it, it's getting hard, you know, your crust got to be long, maybe you have a lot of weight to lose, um, you know, I, I've, I've worked with clients where they've had a lot of weight to lose and maybe, it, you know, it, it takes eight, nine months, you know, if it's a female, maybe slower metabolism, a lot of weight to lose, mm-hmm. maybe it takes eight, nine months to get them there, and so, you know, that's a long time to stay in a deficit and stay consistent, so, you know, in implementing diet breaks along the way, where maybe it's a week where, hey, we'll eat, we'll, let's just eat around maintenance all week or eat around yeah. your, your high carb day macros for, for a week. And yeah, maybe your weight drifts up a little bit from water, glycogen. Yeah. I doubt you gain much true weight, but you know, exactly. But, you know, exactly. Just, let's just maintain some, you know, you're still, it's not a complete break from dieting. Like, mm-hmm. you're still, but like for a week here, let's just get you out of deficit. You know, you feel a little better by the end, a little less restricted to the week. Don't want to kill you. Yeah. And, and then let's drop back in one, you know, and then just kind of break up, especially for these really, really long preps, which, you know, a lot of people, you know, need to, you know, you know, you know, if they have a lot to lose or, you know, just for the level of conditioning you got to get to in the sport. these Yes. Days. Well, now one question I, I, I would be remiss not to ask is, okay, now, like you said, it's an extreme thing. Yeah. You really have that mental factor of, 
dedicated diet, sacrifice. Yeah. You're going to do all of it. And then the show happens, <laughs> and it's done. Now what? Yeah. You know, and I think that's the place where a lot of people make mistakes because they don't have a plan for the now what, you know. And mm-hmm. so I think that's where you need to have some sort of plan of what you're going to do after the show. Um, and so, you know, the thing you don't want to do after the show, the worst thing you can do is binge for about a week or two, gain all of the weight back, and then decide, and then you're, about and then decide you're going to diet again right away because yeah. you, you gained too much back. Yeah. That's probably the worst thing you can possibly do because hormone levels, metabolic rate have not rebounded in two weeks. You're not, if you go back into a deficit, yeah. loss is probably going to be difficult. You're probably going to just drive hormone levels lower. I mean, it, it takes time for things to recover. Mm-hmm. After show, you know, and so I, I don't like clients going into deficit at least three, four months, preferably six or more months, you know, after a show. Yeah. Stay out of a calorie deficit. You need to gain weight back after a show. So that's the other mistake. People don't gain weight back, you know, and so you, you need to gain weight back. So it's, it's about finding that middle ground where you're gaining weight back, and, and it, but in a controlled way. You know, and you, it's gonna, yeah, your diet's going to loosen up a little. You're going to gain some weight back. Yes. You should gain weight back, but it, it shouldn't be an all-out binge. And there's actually some data out there now. Um, came out last year where they looked at a group of natural bodybuilders of what, what they did after a show. And they found that those who – well, first, first off, they found that, you know, most of the weight that they gained, like, initially the show is like water, blankets, yeah. things like that. But then, you know, for the initial days – but then between those initial days and three months later, it was over 90% of the weight they gained was fat. That's okay. Oh, wow. yeah. That's okay, though, because you need to gain fat back. You can't stay stage lean. Yeah. But for people who are thinking they're going to, like, gain a bunch of muscle as a result of gaining weight back as fast as possible, yeah. that's not happening. You're just gaining fat. Yeah. Um, and, and so, as a natural, anyways. Yeah, and so, exactly. And so, um, and so, you know, they also found in that study that people who that, – that, when you're looking at, like, hormone levels, you know, rebounding, mm-hmm. people who gained weight the fastest and the people who gained weight the slowest didn't have as good a hormone rebound. They didn't come back as quickly mm-hmm. as those who just kind of gained in the middle, you know. And so, like, they were gaining weight, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But they, it was not binging and it was, you know, not no gain. You know, it's that middle ground seems yeah. to be the best for. And, and there's that balance that you keep uh, referring to and bring it up. And so, basically, people, you know, you're hearing from someone who knows. Now, you're, you're going to argue with people who don't know because they want to make this misinformation, but it's actual truth. So if, if he's speaking against somebody you're teaching or, or being taught by, then I'd question the person that, you know, doesn't have the back, background or expertise because they haven't put in the, the mental preparation for the prep that he's always talking about. If you're not prepared to ask a question, then don't answer it because you don't know. And you're, we're getting information from someone who does. So thanks. So much, Doc. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate you being on the show. Uh, great time. Great listening questions. Sorry we couldn't get to all of them because I can't follow them and keep this phone like <laughs> So uh, thanks so much, everybody. Kalen Patterson, Midwest Muscle, Doctor in the host, Mike Hall of Famer. We are out. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.